We'll take our text this morning from one verse taken from the Scripture reading. John chapter 5, verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Seemed like the Lord was asking this man a pretty direct question. Not really very confusing. But you know, we see in this question, I believe there was as much an offer from the Lord as if there was a question. What he was saying to this man was, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made well? That word whole means healthy, not diseased, not broken, intact, complete. So in other words, the Lord was asking this man, do you want to be, bro- or do you want to be intact, complete? Do you want to be whole? You know, Jesus came to make people whole. We read in many verses, you read Christ's own mission statement in John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and destroy. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus also said he came to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord literally came on a search and rescue mission. That was why he came. Isaiah 61, verses 1-4 through four, tell us all kinds of things that the Lord would like to do. He said He bring, came to bring good tidings to the meek, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison to those who are bound, to comfort those that mourn, to give beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. This is what Christ came to do. This is what the Lord desires and wants to do. If the Lord asked you this morning, and I believe the Lord is asking some folks here, even this morning, will you be made whole? How will you respond to that question, to that offer? You know, you have to want to be made whole. Believe it or not, there are people that don't have any desire to be made whole. I was reminded of a lady that my wife and I used to see occasionally when we lived in California. We would go to an area of Old Town to shop sometimes or to spend a few hours. And there was a lady there that lived on the streets. And she never approached me, but she did approach my wife at least once. But I would watch her. She would sometimes approach other people and she... Always when she got close enough or when somebody passed by, she would reach down and she'd pull up her sleeve. She wore long sleeves and she'd expose this horrible, infected, ulcerated sore on her arm. No doubt it probably was getting infected more and more by the day. And people would respond in different ways. Some people, most people would be repulsed and they'd turn away. Others would be angry because she was exploiting this wound this condition to try to somehow manipulate people's uh, emotions. But the saddest thing is she, she didn't want to be made whole. She could have been made whole. In that area, there were probably three or four walk-in medical clinics that offered free medical care that could have uh, bound up that wound and treated her, and, and she could have been made whole. But she had no desire to be made whole. You know, it's pretty hard to help somebody like that. You know, Jesus dealt with people like that. 
We know the Word of God tells us that Jesus came unto His own, and His own received them not. Matthew 13, 54 says He came into His own country, and He couldn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Mark, it says that Jesus couldn't do many miracles save He touched a few people and healed them because of their unbelief, and it said He marveled at their unbelief. You know, we can prevent Christ from doing what He came to do through doubt and unbelief. But the Lord came to make people whole. That was the reason He came, to set people free from their sins. You know, others might respond by making excuses. People have a lot of reasons why they can't come to the Lord or somehow they can't let the Lord help them. Uh, We see again in this account, this man had some excuses. In verse 7, when the Lord asked him, he says, Sir... I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Sir, I have no man. I have no man to help me. You know, so often people look to man for help when they should be looking to God. Man is limited in his resources. Man can only do so much. But this man, he said, I never found anyone to help me. You know, I thought about that woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. We read about her account. She said for 12 years there, she spent all that she had. She went to every physician she could find. Uh, She spent every resource, spent 12 years uh, looking to man for help. It says instead of getting better, she just grew worse. But it says when she heard of Jesus... That's good news. She heard of Jesus. Somebody must have told her about this man, Jesus, so she determined that she would get to the Lord. And as she uh, set out with faith and determination in her heart, we know the, the moment it says she touched the hem of the Lord's garment, she was made whole. In a moment of time, you know, Jesus was able to do in a moment what it took 12 years of man's help, what they were unable to do. In a moment of time, she came in contact with the Lord, and the Lord touched her and made her whole. Jesus can make you whole today. The Lord warns us against seeking man's help when we should be looking to the Lord. Psalm 118.8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Jeremiah 17.5 says, Cursed be the man that uh, thinketh, that trusteth in man whose heart is departed from the Lord. You know, it's sad when people will turn to man for help, often at the expense of their own souls. Many people have been led astray, Christian people, by looking to man for help. They get some kind of ungodly vice or ungodly counsel uh, that leads them astray. We want to look to the Lord. God is our helper. God can make you whole. You know, sometimes people have preconceived ideas about how the Lord is supposed to do something. This man certainly had his own ideas about how this was all supposed to happen. You know, in his mind, it could only take place at a certain time and in a certain way. He says, while the water is troubled. You know, for 38 years, that man had sat there and watched the Lord do it only one way. In his mind, there was only one way this could be done. Only uh, one, uh, the right time, the water had to be troubled. He had a lot of his own ideas about how he should be healed. You know, we can limit God in our own minds. 
We can have our own preconceived ideas about how the Lord is supposed to work. You know, I think about Naaman and the prophet Elisha. said Naaman was a leper. He had a desperate need and he came to Elisha seeking to be healed. He knew Elisha was a man of God. And so Elisha gave him just some simple instructions. He said, go down and dip in that Jordan River seven times and you'll be whole. And it said Naaman went away wroth. And here's the key. He said, Behold, I thought. He had his own idea about how this was all going to work. He thought that, that the prophet would come out and strike his hand and proclaim him healed. Just a simple set of instructions. He almost missed the blessing because of his own preconceived ideas. But we know he humbled himself. And once he was willing to humble himself and, and accept the simple instructions of the Lord, he went down and dipped seven times. And it said... On that seventh time, he was made completely whole. So we know we don't want to complicate things by interjecting our own ideas. We just want to trust the Lord, do what God commands us to do. Romans eleven thirty three says it speaks of the depth and riches of God's wisdom and knowledge. It says how unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. God's ways are higher than our ways. We're not meant to figure everything out to understand how the Lord may choose to do something. I like that promise. It says that the Lord is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. That's a promise in God's word. You know, we don't want to wait for a convenient season when we feel like our conditions are just right. That's what this man was waiting for. I think of another account when Paul, as he uh, appeared before Felix and he preached the gospel. And it says, as Felix considered things like righteousness and temperance and the judgment to come, it says that he trembled. The Lord was speaking to his heart. He was convicted of his sins. He could have been made whole at that very moment. But he said he sent away Paul. He says, when it's more convenient, I'll call for you. You know, if the Lord is speaking to your heart, if he's drawing you to himself, This is your convenient season. The water is troubled. You want to respond in faith and obedience. You know, this man had something else going against him. He'd been a long time in this condition. 38 years in this condition. You know, no doubt his suffering had probably become a way of life for him. You know, have you ever had the devil come along and tell you, You've been struggling this with, for this, with this for so long. You've been praying about this problem for so long. Why don't you just give up? Why don't you just resolve that this is just the way it's going to have to be? You know, we, we don't have to settle for being something less than God wants us to be. We don't. That's a lie from the devil. This man had suffered for 38 years. But you know, the Lord wasn't asking this man why he wasn't made whole. He was saying, do you want to be whole? The Lord isn't asking you why. What's wrong with you? Don't you have enough faith? The Lord's not here to bury you. He's he's holding out an offer. He's saying, do you want to be made whole? You know, the beautiful thing about this account says, as the Lord saw him lie, he knew that he'd been a long time in that case. Jesus knew that man had been that way for 38 years. Jesus knew exactly where that man was on that day. And you know what? Jesus Christ knows exactly where you are today. 
The Lord knows exactly what you've been struggling with. He knows how long you've been struggling with it, and He's holding out an offer. Will you be made whole? Jesus knew about that man's excuses. The Lord knows about all your excuses. But you know what? His grace, His mercy, aren't you thankful He's willing to go beyond our extremities to hold out that offer of hope? It's what He did for this man. Well, you know, the man had to respond to the Lord's offer. We have to do the same. It says, as Jesus told him to rise up, take up your bed and walk, that's exactly what that man did. Immediately, he says, he rose up, took up his bed and walked, and he was made whole. You know what? He had to respond with faith and obedience. The Lord had already proclaimed him whole, but he had to follow through with some action on his own. He had to, uh, again, exercise some faith and some obedience. We must do the same. When the Lord says, rise up, take up your bed, walk, uh, move forward, take that step of faith, we have to be willing to do that. You know, the Lord uh, can't, His work can't be completed until we do our part. But this man here, we, we, the moment he chose to believe and step out of faith, the Lord did the work in his life. We want to respond in faith and obedience to that offer that the Lord holds out even today. You might wonder, is there a difference between being made, being healed and being made whole? Well, the answer is yes. Uh, there is a difference between being healed and being made whole. The word heal means to fix, mend, rehabilitate, or cleanse. To be whole means to be rescued, saved, delivered, or transformed. One deals with temporal blessings. One deals with eternal blessings. It is possible to be healed, yet not be made whole. You can read an account in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. Says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, When he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten lepers cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. All ten were healed. Only one was made whole. What made the difference? One man had a heart of gratitude. One man had a heart of thanksgiving. One man had a heart of praise to the Lord for what God had done for him. You know, I thought a lot about this account. If I were to ask this morning... How many would consider those nine ungrateful? We would all probably agree, yes. They seem very ungrateful. But as I read this account, 
I thought, do I see myself in those nine lepers? Do we get so busy enjoying the blessings of God, enjoying uh, the benefits and the good health and all the stuff God gives us that we fail to actually stop and say, thank you? Thank you, Lord, for what you've done? Are we so busy going about our own business again and enjoying the blessings of the Lord that we're too busy to even do what He asks us to do? Too busy to give Him one or two nights a week to actually come and bow at His feet and praise Him and thank Him for what He's done? We want to be careful. I want to be careful. I don't want to become like one of those nine lepers, you know? They left in a very bad condition. Physically healed, but spiritually bankrupt. You know, uh, a lack of gratitude and thankfulness is a very dangerous place to be. It starts people actually on a very slippery slope. Romans one twenty one says, "...because that they, that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their own imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened." They started out by being unthankful, by failing to appreciate and tell the Lord, thank you. You know, unexpressed gratitude is really the same as ingratitude. We don't want to be guilty of that. We want to respond like that one thankful leper. You know, if you ask that one what the best day of his life was, he wouldn't tell you it was the day he was healed. He would tell you it was the day he met the healer. He came in contact with Jesus Christ and the Lord made him spiritually whole. Share a quote here. It says, The spirit of ingratitude had left the other nine souls vulnerable and sick. Even though their physical bodies were healed, there was only one thankful leper that was made whole, and that one factor of being grateful forever made a difference for the rest of his life. We want to make sure when the Lord does something for us when the Lord sets us free that we tell him thank you every day we express it not just with our words but our actions that will make you whole that will keep you whole thankfulness changes our whole perspective on things when we're willing to thank the Lord uh, in all things like it says it shows that we're putting faith in God that's greater than our circumstances and it pleases the Lord God will bless you if you have that thankful heart You know, Jesus was willing to be broken so that we could be made whole. Isaiah 53, 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. The Lord paid a tremendous price so that we could be made whole. The Lord still holds out that offer this morning. Will you be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Jesus wants you to be made whole, but it's your choice. But we want to respond like that one grateful leper. If you're willing to respond with faith and obedience and thanksgiving in your heart, the Lord will make you whole. The Lord will set you free and God will bless you today. These altars are open. God is extending that invitation Will you be made whole? You can be this morning. The song is 601. Let's come and pray. These altars are open.